0: Today we'll look at shooting directly on photo paper. A photo of Mount Everest and the May Slack Challenge is over, and it's the big reveal of the photos that I've chosen to talk about. This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode eight hundred and sixty-six from May the thirtieth, twenty nineteen.
1: Tips from the top, from the top floor. Tips from the top, alright, from the top floor.
0: Hey, hello, welcome. It's Chris, and I'm back. <laughs> which which yeah I, last week i just i had to skip last week because i was in southern germany on our annual abbey workshop which is yeah it's it's this event i've talked about this here uh, so many times now i think we've done this for the 11th or 12th time now i think 11th time anyway it's uh it's all a blur because uh we were in 29 people in total And we spent one week under one roof in this old abbey, which is now kind of an educational facility. And, well, what you do there is you do photography, you eat, you sleep, and you repeat. So people stay there. There's, like, uh, uh, rooms, uh, single rooms, double rooms, and a very good kitchen, so... Yeah, it, they, they do a really good job in taking all the obstacles out of your way so you can concentrate on the thing that you came there to do, which was photography. And it's a very intense week. Um, the, we we kind of split the, the group up into smaller groups. This time we had eight different groups. And they will then, for the week, uh, next to some classroom stuff, they will work on photo projects. They pick out projects that they want to work on and in the end on Friday they present the photo projects not just in front of the group but in front of the other classes that also happened there. There were three parallel, um, three parallel uh, classes. One was on wood sculptures, one on uh, calligraphy and one on some printing technique. So people doing lots of creative stuff there and in the end... The, I think there were like 7 over oh, 70 people in the house um and we ended up uh, presenting and the groups were like some new people in the groups were kind of kind of um well, very excited um, some of the ones who have been to that workshop for more than just once kind of knew the routine of it and it was great it worked out so well the projects were wonderful and Uh, There's a video um, that uh, my co-host Boris, uh, he posted that on YouTube. I'll find this and link that in the show notes so you can get at least a little idea on what this week was like. Um, There's one interesting thing that we, well, we changed a few things around. We do that every year, but there's one thing uh, this year that um, I changed, which kind of makes me happy um, for... maybe two or three years I kind of forced the group on the first day we had like a couple of hours of analog work of work with film and for that I um, three years ago I, I went on eBay and I bought I don't know 20-25 old box cameras that's the ones that take roll film 120 film and th- I I, uh, I I handed out those cameras to everyone gave them a roll of film we showed them how to get the film into the camera and then they would shoot analog for a couple of hours and then they would and then we would go and develop that and uh, give everyone that experience of of not just what what happens when you shoot a film and you're just used to digital like all of a sudden each shot is kind of worth something you know has a physical um property and has some actual monetary value because you shoot the shot and you can't do that again the the piece of film is used whereas your memory card you can just delete it um and that was a very new experience for most of the participants and some of them were were really kind of almost pissed off you know it's like what what am i supposed to do with this i i shoot digital uh, almost annoyed, you know. and uh, th- that was the first year. and then the second year, the same people who kind of initially were kind of annoyed. <laughs> I think some of them had an epiphany because uh, the second year people started bringing large format cameras, four by five field cameras. And then this whole thing took off, and it has become from from a from a digital photography workshop, this little exercise. And of course, what's happening in the whole field of photography, all that together has kind of made this from a digital photography workshop into a photography workshop. So what we did this year is, um, I canceled that. I I skipped the handing out the box cameras and forcing everyone because people kind of do this by themselves now. There is a certain amount of film photography on that workshop. Just one example. One group... Did a project where they set up. um, Well, first of all, they set up an old, old camera, an Indian camera uh, from India, and uh, with a big, fat five hundred millimeter lens, and the the format is, I think, eighteen by twenty four centimeters. Big, big, large, negative format, and that camera, and they they wanted to shoot portraits with that camera, Um, so all film based. So, of course, they had to set up a dark room first. And then, uh, which they did, we found a room that can be darkened down. Uh, That was the second year that someone set up a dark room. Uh, But now film at that format is either not available or expensive. So they decided to shoot on photo paper. Now, if you've ever shot on, uh, if if you've ever used photo paper, you might know that black and white photo paper is very low sensitivity we're talking i don't know iso 2 to 4 iso 3 probably so if you put that into uh, a camera instead of film which is iso 100 200 400 then you need a lot of light <laughs> and that's what they did they set up a 1000 watt second system um and then they developed that and that uh, is then that that ended up being a negative on paper which is great now you have a paper negative but how do you make this into a positive well you just copy it you put that on top of an unexposed photo paper like the front to front and you put that under an enlarger all in the dark uh, or under red light you put a sheet of glass on top to to make them touch and hold together and then you expose that for i don't know i think they did a two minute exposure or something and uh, I think they used multi-grade paper set it to hard gradation that's all film stuff but anyway they copied that through, they copied the paper negative onto a paper positive and then developed that and it ends up, not only does it end up looking uh, look, looking pretty good I was really surprised how good that looked, they, ha- they had to experiment for a couple of days to get it right so they learned a lot in that process but uh, also the benefit is that uh that you get the same kind of thing at a fraction of the cost of what film would have cost you know so con- that's a contact print at that size does really work it's really uh, big enough so uh kudos kudos and but th- th- lots of other projects but that was the w- one of the ones that stood out because it was yeah, it was analog. I love that. So, yeah, this annual workshop went from digital photography uh, to photography, which is very satisfying to me. So much fun to experience. So, yeah, it was an intense week. It was fun. It was a lot of learning, a lot of exchange, not a lot of sleep and and pretty much not a lot of time to produce an episode uh, with everything that we did on them. So, anyway, I'm back now. And today we'll have a look at the Slack challenge. And also Tom sent in a report uh, from, from some teaching that he did. But let's get right in. Let's start with the Slack challenge. The Slack challenge uh, that ends in May, which is right now, end of May, uh, is over. It was the low angle challenge. And Matt... Mad, our release pixie, Mad Revsitar, Armstead gave us that one, and I'm now going to look at three of those photos. I've gone through. Um, link link is in the show notes to the photos, so if you want to look uh, at the photos, now the, a few of those are hosted on the Slack, so to see those, you might have to be logged into the Slack. Uh, if you're not a member, link is in the show notes as well. And some, I think one is on Flickr, which you can just look at right away. Uh, So, let's start. Tom Stewart. The photo is a sign of spring. And what we see is a bunch of turtles. I think it's turtles um, on a log in the water. So, there's a reflection. So, a very symmetrical photo and there is something about low angles and reflections so in order to get that photo he had to be fairly low because that's what low angle does it makes the reflection symmetrical it makes it almost the same as the original this does not happen when you take a reflection picture from higher up first of all you will not get as much of a reflection usually just from from the angle but it Also, just just imagine you're shooting from higher up onto something that's in front of water. You will see that thing from above with your camera. And then in the reflection, you will see it from below. So you will not have that symmetry. Um, Reflections change uh, dramatically depending on how high or low you are. And in order to get this uh, very... Um, symmetrical, you will have to, to see the subject and its reflections both uh, both from the front. And that's what Tom did there. So, good job. Uh, second one is by Adrian Chidi. Uh, title is Basket Weaver. And by the way, thanks all three of you for titling your photos. I, yeah, it's, my, it's a thing. I love photos with titles. Uh, Basket Weaver. And that's what we see. We see someone weaving a basket um, but it's shown in a very specific way because uh, it's well first of all it's in black and white and that kind of simplifies everything and it takes out color distractions and that works well for me um, then it's shot from the perspective of the basket so the basket is in front and it's in focus at least most of it so the basket is the subject and next thing you notice is the hands. The hands, I love hands in photos. They just tell so many stories. In this case, the hands, a bit of dirty fingernails. So it's a worker, you know, you can tell. Uh, these are workers' hands, but they still have something very fragile. Uh, there's a ring on one of the fingers, so... F- uh, doesn't look like a wedding band looks like just someone who likes to wear a ring with a big sort of a jewel or something on it and then in the background you see the actual owner of the hands a man who's looking down weaving that basket and this picture really sells the low angle because it is has to be from a low angle so uh, Adrian good job on that one and last but not least Eran Pinasov bug's view is the title of the photo and it's pretty much as low as it gets so uh, what you see is um, the camera is in on the ground in a field of in, in a, a lawn a meadow i guess with lots of like it's looking upwards almost straight upwards and it's surrounded by blades of grass and flowers. And you see everything from below. It almost looks like uh, Aaron dug the camera into the ground. If I would want to take a picture like this, I would have to use a really wide angle. And I'd have to get a shovel and dig the flowers into the ground. Uh, dig the camera into the ground among the flowers. But that's not what he did. He used... Um, he used a, he he writes next to the picture he used a gopro fusion 360 which is the 360 camera so one of those cameras that has lenses on both sides and it takes this uh all-around photo um and with that kind of a camera it's fairly easy to get this kind of a fisheye view from far below because you, you just put it on the ground and it'll do the job and then later you can choose the the perspective, or oh, no, you cannot choose the perspective because that's where you place the camera, but you can choose the framing and uh, probably even how wide-angle you want this to be. Um, and then in addition to that, it's also a selfie of Eran. He, he's leaning over the camera. You can see him wearing sunglasses and a hat and a backpack and he's leaning over the flowers. He looks through a hole uh, into the into that flower bed and onto the camera and i love it so all three photos tom adrian and eran a really good job everyone else of course too really happy thanks for your photos you all did an excellent job and this is where we're up to our next challenge release pixie matt rafsida armstead take it away
1: Hello everyone, wraps it the Release Pixie here with another Tips from the Top 4 Slack Challenge. We're wrapping up the May 2019 Challenge, the Low Angle Challenge. Uh, the entries, we've got quite a few entries this last time, and Chris should be reviewing those soon. Uh... So, we've got to prep up for the next one. So, the next challenge, which is good until the end of July 2019, uh, we're going to do something to get outside. I know in the Northern Hemisphere, it's getting on to summer, and in the Southern Hemisphere, it's unfortunately getting into the winter, or maybe not unfortunately, if you like winter. But uh, we're going to encourage a little more outside with this next one. Um, we've done landscapes and things like that before, but rather than that, let's try something a little different than that. We're going to do uh, sky as the theme this this. Challenge. So interpret that how you will, but let's have see some sky photos. So get out, take some pictures. It could be day and night, sunrise, sunset, any of that. But let's feature the sky in the photos as per usual. You got to be a member of the Tips from the Top Floor Slack to post a entry, one entry per person, join the Slack channel for the July 2019 challenge, host your photo on your favorite photo hosting website, post a link to the challenge, and get that all done by the end of July 2019. Good luck, and happy shooting!
0: Yeah, Sky! Thanks, Matt. So, this is your next scale, uh, challenge, Sky, and you have until the end of July 2019, um now here's how you participate in the Slack challenge if you have already um if you already have an account on the TFTTF Slack it's free go to the new challenge channel named challenge-july2019 uh, if you're already a Slack member um I'll put a link to the new channel in the show notes uh, if you're not a member of the TFTTF Slack just yet what are you waiting for <laughs> it's easy to get on there it's free it's great it's great uh, community a great community place, check out tfttf.com slash yslack to get access or tap the link in the show notes. Our CIO Rusty Russ will be more than happy to get you on board. And uh, and again, as usual, there are no prizes to win. The reason for you to participate is to get off your butt, to get some motivation, to go out and get back uh, into that photography mode uh, yeah it's it's almost summer and it's time to get back into that mode so get off your butts and work on your photo mojo and uh, as there's nothing to win other than well some practice and maybe me talking about your photo here Um, that doing going out and taking a new photo will make you a better photographer don't just go pull out an old photo from your Lightroom catalog take a new photo that's the point of these assignments Again, you have until the end of May, and I'm looking forward to seeing your photos for the Sky Challenge. All right, let me say a quick thank you to this week's sponsor, HoneyBook. If you run a creative business, you know how to make your clients look good. But if you're struggling with tedious administrative tasks... Let HoneyBook do the work and make you look good. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that lets you control your client communication, bookings, contracts and invoices all in one place. If you're a creative freelancer or small business owner, HoneyBook helps you stay organized with custom templates and automation tools. You can even use HoneyBook to consolidate services you already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite or MailChimp. Over 75,000 photographers, designers, event professionals and other entrepreneurs have saved hundreds to thousands of hours a year it's your business just better with honeybook right now honeybook is offering you the listeners of tips on the top floor 50 percent of your first year with promo code top floor payment is flexible and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually go to honeybook.com and use promo code top floor for 50 percent of your first year get paid faster and work smarter with honeybook.com promo code top floor this episode is also supported by Nations Photo Lab. This spring, refresh your wall decor and get 15% off with Nations Photo Lab. Start with classic photo prints made by photographers for photographers, available in more than 60 sizes. So you can print as small as 3.5 by 5 or as large as 30 by 45. If you have photos that are more akin to museum quality artwork, print on canvas to create a scene of decor that belongs in the louvre. To ensure your images look as vibrant as can, be, try their best-selling metal prints or if you have more of a down-to-earth vibe, put your images on wood print wraps. Print it on real wood for a rustic, unique look. Don't limit your wall decor dreams. Create a gallery wall the way you imagine by mixing and matching different wall art mediums. Ordering online is easy so you can turn your Instagrams into instant memories that will last for years to come. Make every moment matter. Try Nations Photo Lab today and head to nationsphotolab.com use code top floor for 15% off your order that's nationsphotolab.com code top floor and i thank them for the support
2: hi chris it's tom stewart from ontario canada thank you so much for allowing me to use some of the content from your wide angle photography book as requested here is a bit of background and a quick summary of the presentation We have a small camera club and rely on our more experienced photographers to present a topic for the benefit of the other members. I was asked if I could do a presentation on wide-angle photography. I primarily use my own knowledge and pictures to illustrate the topic, but it was wonderful to have your book as a reliable resource to confirm and expand on the various aspects. Our camera club is made up primarily of casual but keen photographers and they enjoyed seeing the benefits of using a wide-angle lens to capture a scene. I showed examples of using it with and without a foreground element so they could see the need to avoid just capturing the far-off mountain range. On that note, they benefited from seeing the picture of you in front of Mount Everest and how such a large mountain can appear so insignificant. I talked about the vertical and depth distortion which can occur, how to compensate for it in the field, and in post-processing, as well as how to use it creatively. We then went outside with our cameras to put some of the theory into practice. Our members enjoyed the information and it will be interesting to see what wide angle pictures show up in our monthly review at the next meeting. Thanks again for your permission and for the podcast.
0: Well, permission granted, <laughs> thanks for asking permission, but also, oh, thank you so much for, for, for using the book for using the wide-angle book to uh, to do some teaching, because yeah, that's it, teaching others a new skill uh, or more more than just one new skill is just something that feels so amazing to me. And in the end, I guess it's also one of the main reasons why I do this show because it just yeah, it uh, it it's wonderful and uh, and I do several other shows too where I try to spread the word and have people like learn something i've just for example just released a new episode of the of the future of photography so anyway um yeah the mount everest picture um the one that you just talked about it's really one of those pictures that opened my eyes right always every year i learn something new about photography um but yeah this one this one was uh, special because uh, i mean i love that picture It's how can you not love a picture with you and your best friends and uh, Mount Everest in the background, right? So there's Mount Everest and then John and Monica and myself. And um, we're all quite scruffy after like a week or longer of camping out in in the Himalayas um, with our Sherpas, helping us, making sure this works out for us. Um, Great experience in Tibet. I was in Tibet uh, which is the northern side of Mount Everest. Mount Everest has several sides and three base camps, one in Nepal and two in Tibet. But that's the northern one. That's kind of one of the most used ones. Um, actually, you know, let me let me make that the title picture of this episode. So if you don't have the wide-angle book, you can just have a look on the on the website, tfttf.com slash 866. That's where you'll find the picture as the header. So the story of the picture... Um is that um here we are camping out near the uh, I think it's the Rongpu Monastery, um, which is a Tibetan Buddhist monastery. Um and from there it's only a few kilometers up to Mount Everest Base Camp. So we're pretty close at this point. Um and then John, Monica and I we thought it would be a great idea to do a quick photo, a quick quick group shot of the three of us with Mount Everest in the background. So I think I, well, let me see, we recruited one of the group members. I think it was Tilo, I guess. And I handed him my camera, which was the Canon 50, uh, the, uh, 50 the Canon 5D Mark II with the I believe the 24 to 105 on it, which was at that on that tour it was the one lens I had on most of the time. And I believe I had kind of preset everything for him. So all, all he had to do is frame it and focus and then uh, take the photo. And I believe I had set the lens to 24 millimeters because, hey, it's a landscape and it's big. And of course you shoot wide angle. And on the on the photo that came out, the first one, I mean, Mount Everest had almost disappeared into the background. It was really, really not there. And so, yeah, I... I changed a few things I handed handed him the camera again and I have had zoomed it to the extreme on that lens which was the 105mm and he had to step back and try to find a composition you know, because more telephoto means you have to step back to get the same type of framing and that would have probably been right the 105 would have probably been right but uh, it was too long uh, too long of a focal length for him to find a spot that would work. Because just like from a geography point of view, it just didn't work out. And we also couldn't really stand in a different place. So, uh, yeah, we compromised around, I think, 50 millimeters. And the picture you see is the result, uh, which is a photo of a pretty average-sized looking mountain with us in front of uh, front of it. <laughs> so if, if I had the chance to change a few things uh, back then... Uh, If the situation would have given us a a different geography there, then I would have used a much longer focal length to make Everest look much more prominent in the background. But hey, I think it still tells us a bit of a story. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's the story of this Mount Everest picture. and that was it for this episode of Tips on the Top floor. Thanks again to Nations Photo Lab and Honeybook for sponsoring this episode. But more important of course are the wonderful people you guys who are the reason this episode exists. And uh, here is again in order of the support tiers all the patrons who supported this episode. Jeremy kirvin Jeffrey Block, Alex Crozo, Benon Goldberg, Daniel Hertrich, Doug Gabbard, Ken Davidson, Marco Binder, Ma- Matt Arnstead, Peter Morrow, Scott Wurzel, Tom Stewart, Erin Pinasov, Stu Silverman, Adam Bruce Horn, Andrew B., Anthony, Bartek Boski, Chad Lee Clark, Chandra, Christopher Greenhill, Dave Smith, David Recht, Francesco Scaglioni, Greg Anastasi, Holger Krupp, James Trimble, Jim Caldwell, John Donahue, Josh Hopko, Just Me, Just Me AMR, Ken Berrien, Kyle Nishioka, Marvin Aaron, Michael Grunert, Peter M. Spradling, Rob Duba, Robert Goshko, Ryan Gilio, Sina Farad, Steven Sandler, Thomas Nielsen, Trevor Palmer, and Woody. Thank you all so much. If you want to hear your name here on the show, consider joining this illustrious group of awesome people at tfttf.com slash patreon thanks
1: I remember that I told you-
0: music for the show by jeff smith sound partner enhanced pedagogu publishing and slack challenges by really speak Revs refs armstead slack imitations by chief invitation officer cio rusty russ and the link to get on the slack is in the show notes um, and if you want to type it in it's at tfttf.com slash why slack my name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media at Chris, M A R Q U A R D T. Now go out and take amazing photos, share them with the world, be nice to each other, and happy shooting.